Some of you are going to find this a bit incredulous, but here's something that federal, state, and local governments all tell us to do that we should actually listen to. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You've heard about the health benefits of increasing plant-based nutrients into your diet, but how can you easily consume all the fruits and veggies needed? Well, it's easy. By adding Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity into your meals. Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity is a power blend that has 31 fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Organic vegetables, super greens, super fruits, and super sprouts. It is fortified with essential vitamins plus an immunity boost. And right now, you can get a free two-week supply of Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity by just paying $8.95 for the shipping and handling. And not only that, you'll also get a free frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown American drink. Go to grownamericansuperfood.com forward slash John and order today. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. I'm John Fugelsang. This is Sirius XM Progress. We're at 866-997-4748. Let's go to the phones and say hello to Marie in Atlanta. Happy Thanksgiving, Marie. Welcome. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for taking my call. Thank uh, you. Funny that you were talking about um, Uptight. There are some songs that there are particular instruments that I'm constantly paying attention to. The bass line in Uptight is... I, I don't know what it is about it, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm always paying attention to that bass line, just as much as uh, the horn and guitar section at the end of Bitches Back by Elton uh, John. Yes, yes. I, I feel like that completely makes the song. I agree. And it's all the way at the end. <laughs> I love that you appreciate a good horn section, because I was just having this conversation today. I've seen Paul McCartney a hundred times, but this year he added a three-piece horn section to his band, and it was like every one of those songs came alive in a whole new way. Oh, man. I, I, I'll tell you, we used to play this game called, like, Your Dream Concert, and I actually mm-hmm. got to live it. Um, and my dream concert was to have the horn sections of Earth, Wind & Fire and Chicago on the same stage. And they toured wow. the U.S. together, I want to say in 2000 and, might have been 2007 or 2008. Wow, I and wish I'd seen that one. <laughs> my, my husband, who you've met, <laughs> mm-hmm. said that the look on my face at seeing my dream band combination on stage, he, it was just, it was magical. Absolutely right magical. on. You have good taste. <laughs> Thank you. So I called about a couple things, um, and I'll make it real quick. Um, the first thing regarding the um, regarding the appointment of a special master, I like many people began to spit expletives that, thank goodness, they don't you know have I don't have the ability for that to project outside of my house. Um, but then I thought about it, and I some of the problem is the way our system is built. The incentives for the prosecution are to win, and it's not that anybody wants to lose. But understand that prosecutors are judged by their win-loss record. If you don't yes. believe that, remember that Nancy Grace had a TV show that ran for however long. That's and right. in the opening credits, they talked about how she never lost a case. And I can mm-hmm. talk about how you can game the system to make that kind of record. But the bottom sure. line is, as long as we have a system that incentivizes prosecutors to win, it creates, on the other hand, a disincentive to take the chance. And sometimes you just got to put the case in front of a jury. Yeah. Sometimes you just but, but have how, to take the but, chance. But I mean, how would the system not incentivize prosecutors to win? I mean, isn't that the overall aim of their job? Well, no, the overall aim of their job is to seek the truth. Right on. That Excellent. is what their job is, to seek the truth. Yeah. And if the truth as a judge by 12 members of a jury is mm, you don't have the the evidence to convict this person that doesn't mean they're innocent you're right it doesn't mean they're exonerated (laughs) it just means there wasn't enough evidence to convict them and prosecutors can't make up that evidence so a loss as far as i'm concerned doesn't reflect anything other than the person sought to put the evidence that they have in front of 
the jury and the jury said that evidence doesn't add up to a conviction. Mm. Period. Yeah. You know, so I, it's that. interesting because there's a lot of Trump legal news today that I didn't get to in the first hour. But I, I do want I, I have to ask you, I mean, are, how do you feel about this appointment of a special counsel? It seems the people I've talked to were divided down the middle of incredibly inspired by this particular uh, prosecutor and thinking this is more Merrick Garland kicking the can down the road. I don't know. I don't know this particular I don't know the special prosecutor. I think his name is Smith. Yes. Um, I don't know him personally and, and I don't I don't have any connections you know, tangentially to him. Um, but here's what I'll say. I think that Merrick Garland is trying to, for reasons that don't make sense to me, he's trying to honor that stupid DOJ memo about you can't prosecute someone who's running for office. Or who, um, no, no, who is who is president? You can still you can still prosecute someone running for office. Yeah, well, and, but that's kind of my point. I mean, that he he he's he's interpreting it even more broadly um, than it had been before, and he's so yes. afraid of something that looks political or might be characterized as political. At this point, there's really nothing that DOJ can do that's not going to be characterized as political. You're right. There's really not. So, you know, again, on on some level, it it may be that he's afraid of of being tagged as, as doing something that's political that he's going to get tagged for anyway. Maybe it's his way of removing the ability of the incoming uh, majority to to essentially to fiddle around in his office by taking it, taking the, the investigation outside of his office to someone else. Then um, he can say, hey, I'm not directing that person and you can't direct them either. That's a very valid hypothesis, I think. Yeah. And it'll draw the fire away from his office as well. And either way, the exactly. truth will be found out. Marie, exactly. thank you so much for classing up this show. We're not worthy. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Thank you. May I approach the bench? Uh, let me go. Uh, Bob in Cardiff, thank you for waiting on hold. Oh, uh, yeah, John. Yeah. Uh, Hi. First off, I got a few things, but they're, they're all short. Is that I am thankful to you and Stephanie Miller because I get up at six in the morning out here in California and watch from six to nine mm. Stephanie, and uh, then I get to listen to you from six to nine in the evening. So you got, you got well, thank both you. ends of my days. Thank you very much. But, thank you. And I really am thankful for that. But also, when you were talking about what do you talk about at, at Thanksgiving, yeah. is you have, I'm, I'm over 70 years old, but I have a daughter that's close to a third. 30 years has been a strict vegan. Really? And if you sit, you sit around a strict vegan table, and it sounds like you may know something about this, mm-hmm. is a... Uh, you're probably not going to have anybody to argue with. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> you know, there's just not too many anti-vaxxers or, you know, <laughs> crazy people. They don't serve Kool-Aid there. I understand. Even, even no, listen, vegan Thanksgiving is an amazing thing, and I've had some really, really great ones. Um, and, oh, and, and you'll oh, know yeah. because oh, uh, if they're vegan, they'll tell you. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. And, and nobody goes to... My daughter's Thanksgivings, but isn't like I'm not a strict vegan, but I am on that day. Nice, but, nice. But the, and the kind of important thing that I called about, Please. Is I got a good friend that's been like he was like a surfing buddy since junior high school, mm-hmm. and somewhere he did drink the Kool Aid, and I've had to sort of cut him loose the last couple of years. I'm so sorry. And now he passed away. Oh no! And I don't, I don't know if he came back, which he won't, obviously. But I think I'd still have to to cut him loose. You know, I mean, it's so sad because this is the guy that would give you the shirt off his back. He had the heart of a Democrat, and he just uh, drank too much Kool-Aid or whatever. What happened? What what happened? I mean, did he become just like a a a, a virulent Trump? Oh supporter? yeah. I mean, how Dr. bad did Fauci it get? Was, was the devil, and uh, the whole thing was a hoax, and I just. I, and I think, well, he'd been a Republican for a long time, and we could just uh, agree to not speak politics. Right. But then when, when the COVID thing came along and Trump came along, he just kind of went over the line. And I'm so and sorry. I just, and I couldn't, I knew I wasn't going to be able to talk him out of it. I've never talked to anybody out of it. Right. I've tried, but I don't anymore. <laughs> Did you and, uh, did you did you end the friendship? Did you did you leave yourself available to him if he wanted to still be friends? Yeah, our phones still both worked. And the last time we talked, 
we didn't say anything about politics. So he and knew I you loved even, him. I, he knew he I knew still that loved he him. was. I knew he wasn't feeling good, but I didn't know how bad, you know. And uh, then I just heard, oh, about a month ago that he passed away. I'm so sorry. So, and the last thing is, like, you keep talking about the Bible, which you know, and I know it's a great book, but it comes up. Back when I was in the service, I read I read the thing to see what was in there. Yes, sir. And and I got to about the fourth book. What is it? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mm-hmm. Before I realized I was reading the same story over and over. That's well, in that part, <laughs> in that part, yes. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. Jesus part is told by four different guys. Yes, it's true. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't always identical. I remember that part. That's but right. They were not identical, and those are just the Jesus ones that they kept in the book. There were plenty of Jesus stories that they cut out of the book too. Yeah, no, it was kind of interesting. But yeah, it's actually. I think I was looking for something to see if gay people were really somewhere in that Bible spoken about that they weren't okay, and I didn't find it if it was there. No, not really. I mean, I you can go by not Leviticus. The, not in the New Testament, you know. Not, well, no, not in the New Testament at all. People want to claim that the New Testament is, but they got to go to St. Paul for that. Um, and Paul's not talking about gay people in Romans. Um, and in the other verses in, in um, Timothy and in... Uh, uh, Corinthians, he's talking about Roman temple prostitutes. There's, there's, and Sodom and Gomorrah is not about gay people. There's one line in Leviticus these people use to justify their hate, and uh, none of them no, follow nobody Leviticus. Nobody that I know or have ever known has known more about the Bible than you. Seems well, no, I, I, I'm just a fan, um, you know. But I'm, I'm someone who was raised very, very religious and very, very liberal. And the older I got, the less awkward that felt, and the more I realized it made sense. And um, yeah, well, I'm a big fan of, uh, of of actually just reading the Bible and seeing what's in there and not letting people like Ann Coulter decide it for me. Hey, we got to hit a break. Bob, I'm so sorry, but I thank you very much for the call. Okay, I'm so well, sorry hey, about the loss And I am really thankful to you and Stephanie. Both right on. I'm, day. I'm thankful just to you. you know that. Well, well, thank Pardon? you. Stephanie's, Stephanie's like the shot of adrenaline you need in the morning, and I'm the very heavy opiate dose that gets you to bed at night. So I'm with proud to be part of that. And you're the intelligence with humor. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. Quick break. We'll be right back with more of your calls on SiriusXM Progress. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. This is SiriusXM Progress. We're at 866-997-4748. By the way, we were just talking about Joe Biden's age. And reporters were asking Karine Jean-Pierre when the president's annual health report will come out now that he is, in fact, 80. The president obviously turned 80 this weekend. It was a year ago on his birthday uh, that Dr. Kevin O'Connor, his chief physician, released a a very thorough uh, analysis and medical report. I'm wondering if you um, expect that to happen again. Will we get an annual physical uh, from the White House Medical Unit? Uh, So the president is in good health and maintains an active uh, lifestyle. That is from the doctor. From the doctor, he shared that with me. Uh, He will have a physical in the upcoming months, and the results will be released in the same way that it was uh, last year. So committed to doing that before he makes his future political oh, I, I, I mean, look, I, I don't have a timeline for you. We are going to uh, provide uh, the information just as transparently as we did last uh, last year, uh, this time around as well. Uh, and it will be happening in the next couple of months. Okay, before we go to your calls, Chris, do we do we have the clip? We Did you hear Herschel? It's, oh, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's always hard to have a conversation about what's the funniest thing Herschel Walker has said on accident, because we could spend days doing it. But, um... 
I thought this clip was special. Did you like it? Let's let the people decide, John. We report, they decide. That's that's true, and that's what I like about us. We report, and then we allow them to decide. It's this thing we made up. Uh, this, just so you understand the visual, since we're in Radio Land tonight, this is Herschel Walker on Fox News. I know, spoiler alert. And he's sitting in between Ted Cruz on his right and Lindsey Graham on his left, and those two guys are not allowed to show any response or any reaction when Herschel says this. Well, first of all, this election is more than Herschel Walker. This election is about the people. And I Boom. Said this, well, yes. first of all, <laughs> this election is about the people. Did you know that, Chris? Yeah, this election is all about them. The people of Georgia are hard up for Herschel. The people of Georgia are happy to hold a second erection. They can hold two erections in the same season. Of course, if you're a voter in Georgia, be sure to find the erection center near you. Because erections are the bedrock of democracy. I mean, Herschel had an erection just a couple weeks ago, and it's only taken him a month to have another. I just hope Raphael Warnock doesn't cock this up. <laughs> we really could do this for the rest of the night. I could just tell terrible jokes about the word erection. Thank you, Herschel Walker. It's so great when the right candidate and the right political party find each other. Let's go to the phone, shall we? We're at 866-997-4748. Drew in South Florida, you've been on hold forever. Thank you for your patience. Thanks, John. Um, uh, I want to let you know that a couple of things real quick. Please. Uh, photographic memory. Do I have a photographic memory? Just yes or no? No. Okay. Are you by any chance a speed reader? No. Okay. You, you tend to be very well-informed, and I know you have reference material you work, but man, you're, it's amazing. I like to sit here at night and, and uh, wind down from the day, have a cup of iced coffee, you know, do a bowl, listen to John, have a good time. Thank you. I think that it's, it's something quick. I think that the prophets, uh, the pollsters should be treated the way the prophets were. If their stuff comes out wrong, you stun them at the town's edge. Get, <laughs> well, get him out there. That'll take I'm, care I, of the I, I am against I am against all violence, but everybody must get stoned. <laughs> Indeed. Um, you had an earlier caller. I don't know. I'm going to call him Bob. I don't remember his name. Okay. Let's talk about but Bob. Bob was, uh, huh? Let's talk about Bob. Okay. Um, he, he said he was thankful for you. And I said, well, that's really cool. I like that. I'm thankful for you too, John, because I really enjoy listening to you. Thank you. Um, but I'm thankful for Bob too, because... Just listening to him, it sounded like he had a good heart and he had a good sense of humor. And and that's a good thing. You know, I say trust the vibe because the universe never lies to you. That's actually true. The universe doesn't. Yes, Unlike the people and, you find in it, the universe won't lie to you. You just have to be awake and be aware and, uh, and you know, learn from your mistakes. Absolutely. Um, I also wanted to tell you that a couple of weeks back you had a, a you, I think you replayed an interview with Marlo Thomas. No, we just had her on a couple of weeks ago. It was really fun. Oh, okay. Never it. Was I, I, I couldn't remember if, if that was her on there or if it was a replay. Nevertheless, it's, it's neither here nor there. Um, she was talking a lot about uh, St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Yes. And about her dad's vision. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. I, I, listen, I was in the hospital. Um, I had... Uh, I don't know, something happened. I got really sick and I was in the hospital for about six days. And I was in during the time that you played that, that interview. And I got so convicted by what she was talking about with um, St. Jude's and her dad's vision and what it's become and what it was. And uh, she was talking about the success rate was 4% when they started. Now it's like 90 and change. You got you know, the photographic kind of memory. Weird. Yes. You have the photographic memory. That's exactly what she said. Uh, it, it, something very similar. Um, but nevertheless, she, um, I really became convicted listening to this. And I went back because I can go back and replay it on my podcast. And I went back and listened to it again. I told my wife, I said, you know, listening to this thing, it's, I think I'm really convicted. I'd like to start doing 30 bucks a month for him. Huh. And she said, that's fine with me. Let's rock and roll. So because of that interview, I'm going to go ahead and start donating. I told my best friend about this. He goes, oh, yeah, my mom told me about that a couple of years ago. I started, 
he says, can I give 30 bucks a month? I went, <laughs> I never even knew. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, you know, we see the commercials and we see sometimes that they, they air them in the movie theaters before the film starts. But the whole story about Danny Thomas created St. Jude's is just amazing. I mean, it was when Marlo was born 85 years ago this month. The woman was born in November of 1937 and the guy had 70 bucks. He didn't have the money to pay the $70 hospital bill for his wife when she gave birth. He went into a church and he promised that if he could provide for his family, he would build a shrine to St. Jude. And he had $10 left. He put seven of the $10 in the collection dish and went back out. And 15 years later, he's one of the biggest comics in America. He's a huge success. And they start St. Jude's. And as you pointed out, you got the numbers exactly right. When the hospital opened, survival rate for childhood leukemia was 4%. Today, it's 94%. Now, imagine if like an Elon Musk cared about using his celebrity and wealth to throw it around, not to make a buck, but to help save the lives of sick people, how differently he'd be perceived and how much he would get the love he so desperately is thirsty for from this culture. Danny Thomas really did it. And it just shows that sometimes people of privilege care about the communities that produce them. That's exactly right. You know, and you wish the, per- the percentage like the childhood leukemia was more than it is. You know, you'd like to see it up there at 100 percent with people actually doing stuff for other people. Exactly. You know, but I, I I just got really convicted just listening to her talking about it. She was she was terrific. That was a She's great interview. Oh, thank you. I you know I had, I'd interviewed her before for a TV show I did years ago when I lived in L.A. and I've I've interviewed her husband, Mr. Donahue, a couple times. He was on the show I did at Current TV, but she had never done the Sirius XM show before, and uh, it was really great to just really get to talk to her both about the charity work. And about acting, because she's actually a really, really good actor, and she's 85, and, you know, I, I find it really fascinating, um, you know, just talking about craft with someone like her, who's so taken for granted because she was a sitcom star, but she's actually a real terrific artist. Well, now she's got this new project coming out where she's a grandmother or something now. Isn't that what yeah, she it's a, it's a It's a lifetime movie, and it's not really my thing, but I wanted to have her on because she's delightful playing grandmas. And, uh, right. you know, her acting career has been so exemplary and so impressive. I mean, she became a celebrity, had a big hit sitcom, and then she went to study with Lee, Tra- with Lee Strasberg. She's, it's so right. weird. You meet someone who goes from, we see artists who become celebrities all the time, but anytime a celebrity becomes an artist, that's an interesting person to me. Really? Yeah. Um, hey, can I give you a real quick, uh, a real quick joke about puppies? Please. This kid's sitting on a corner on the curb, and he's got a cardboard box, and he's got a half a dozen puppies in there. This rich-looking guy comes around the corner, looks like he might be a banker or somebody, got the long top coat and the hat and this and that. Oh, hey there, young, young man, what do you got there? He goes, oh, I got um, puppies. Oh, really? What kind of puppies are they? They're Republican puppies. Oh, good, good, good. Well, next day, the guy comes back around the corner, comes on his way to work. How's those Republican puppies doing? He says, they're not Republican puppies. They're Democratic puppies. He goes, I thought you said yesterday they were Republicans. He said, yeah, but during the night, they opened their eyes. (laughs) Thank you. you Right on, Drew. Thank you. you Hey, you know know what you should do? You should have one of your guys look up on on the interweb. Um, a song called Smoke Two Joints by the Toys. Smoke Two Joints by the Toys? Yes. T-O-Y-E-S. Smoke Two T- Joints. It's Smoke a reggae kind of thing. All right. <laughs> very, very, hip, very hip song, John. Hey, listen, I'll, I'll keep it, it up. Have a, have, a, have a great, great Thanksgiving, you and your whole family. I'm not going to have as great. I'm not going to have as great a one as you. Whatever, whatever weed you've got and you're in South Florida, you're doing all right, brother. Thank you so much. Bingo. Bingo, bango, I'll tell you. You're welcome to stop by and have a have a slice of turkey and, and we'll partake. Right on. Thank you for your kindness. <laughs> and call us up more often. It's really a pleasure. 866-997-4748. You heard what Herschel said? The erection is about the people. And he's right. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm John saying This is SiriusXM Progress. Mitch in Kent State, thanks for your patience, sir. Thank you, John. Hey, first of all, I appreciate you, the talk with uh, Sarah there. My uh, daughter, she lives in Brooklyn there, but her, their dog is a rescue dog. They've had it for a couple of years now, but uh, it has cancer, and they're actually going to put her down on, uh, on Monday. I'm so sorry. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's just so tough, so tough. I mean, she she uh, just uh, just kind of, you know, heard her boyfriend kind of in seclusion because they really don't know. You know, it's her first time to uh, go through this. I get and, it. Oh, uh, it's awful. Know, so, It'll, yeah, it, anyway, it, but, I, I hate it. Sound, it'll sound unkind, but it it will be good in their relationship. It will bring them closer. This is the kind of loss that, yeah. you know, the first time my, my wife and I, she was still my girlfriend when we lost a pet together. It was devastating. But I mean, mm. these are the things that unite our humanity. And I, I, I hate to say it, but in many ways, the love and loss of a pet is one of the ways we can we can really reach our right-wing loved ones. I mean, you can't talk about politics or culture, but sports and loving animals are sometimes the only way you can reach some of the far-right people that we have in our family. Right, right. Yeah, we, I mean, we had cats here when she's back home here. We, we, cat, cats, for some reason, you know, they're, they're so independent, they're so uh, elusive, you know. Uh, cats have a different uh, vibe all their own, you know, of course, compared to a dog. Uh, you know, of course, the dog. You know, you're you're more attached because you have to walk them and you know and do all the things with them, and uh, you know, almost like they're you know, really are part of the family. But uh, yeah, you know, we'll get through. But uh, you know, just um, yeah, I just I'll, actually I'll pass that uh, segment along to her so she can listen to that. I think please it really do. That will do. Uh, and also, John, uh, one quick anniversary of May. Uh, this date in 1963, Huntley Brinkley Report first reported on the Beatles. <laughs> really? Um, there you go. Yeah, uh, that's our first, uh, you know, uh, acknowledgement of, I guess, because uh, it was actually um, uh, Jack Parr, really, Jack Parr, who uh, a few weeks later uh, showed them on, on his show, uh, from a show, but, uh, hmm. but uh, yeah, first taste of the Beatles here from Huntley Brinkley. Wow. John, uh, there were some good numbers, actually, uh, in this uh, economic report. I don't know if you got to see it or not, but as far mm-hmm. as layoffs and, uh, and then unemployment numbers, uh I just pulled up here on the on the job market, but uh, the application for jobless claims fell by four thousand. I guess that's right. And uh, and, um, and actually, the inflation rate it looks like you know it, uh, what seven point seven or something like that. I guess compared to uh, earlier eight point four. But uh, I, I you know it looks like maybe either pumping the brakes there a little bit, and it might be uh, flattening out. You know, some hope there as far as uh, uh, his numbers. I think uh, you know it. You know, we give it some time, and you know things will. Uh, improve but um, you know I get- you know it's a it's a strange time in the economy i mean you're you're seeing like these really good job numbers and then you're still seeing this inflation i'm sorry <laughs> corporate greed that's what i meant to say right. corporate <laughs> greed and price gouging that continues when right. the billionaires are sitting on record profits and they still can't bring the prices down you know who's getting screwed and it's going to be very interesting seeing if prices go down at all now that the midterms are done right right and uh you know this uh you know, this is this call to arms that the Republicans had, you know, during the whole campaign about inflation, inflation, gas prices, everything else. And what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about Hunter Biden. You know, it's just, of course. Uh, it's, it's, it's the old uh, bait and switch. It's exactly well, what are the they going to talk about? Mitch, what are they going to talk about? Working right. with the other side to improve the lives of Americans? Right. Doing something about the campaign issues they ran on? Listen, mm-hmm. they, they, they have tax breaks for the rich and umbrage for working white people. And that's the, what the Republican Party is offering. They will let you know who to be offended by. Right. They're not going to do anything to help you. They're just not. I mean, not not in the last twenty years. Yeah, uh, it, 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 it's it's their uh, it's their DNA, John. It's, it's completely their DNA. Uh, you know, they they, uh, they can't shake it. They, they can't help. But themselves. not it's, but not all of them. You know, I get the. I mean, I know that there's some Republicans who would love to work with Democrats to improve the lives of their constituents, but they know. 
If they do, they'll get primaried back home by the racists. And there's plenty of Republican voters out there who I'm sure would love to see. I mean, I'm sorry, but Republicans and Democrats getting together and saying, fuck you, haters, we're going to work together to solve this problem or that problem. Mm. That It's winning. I think there's more decent conservatives driven by solutions than conservatives who are driven by hatred and tribalism. I have okay. to believe that. Yeah, yeah, and you know, but uh, but I think with uh, with Trump, they uh, it, uh, I think it's uh, given them uh, more uh, I don't know a brassiness about them able to uh, pump their chests out and you know and say, well, mm. uh, there's this this is uh, you know just complete uh, I don't know what you call it. It's, Yes, hubris on tainted crank is what I call it. Yeah, except you accidentally said Trump instead of DeSantis. That's who the (laughs) cult leader is now. So work on that, Mitch. I got to run, but I thank you for the call, sir. Thank you so much. We're at 866-997-4748. Matthew is calling from Houston. Good evening. Hey, John. Hey, Hey, how are you? Great talking to you. Good talking to you. I love your jokes. Uh, Oh, God. Sorry. I I was laughing at... (laughs) Santa's Chinese. That, that was great. And then the punchline, loved it. <laughs> That's a horrible joke, it and I'm ashamed of myself for telling it. it. Thank you. Well, I've got two cats. Both of them were feral. Wow. Uh, one of them turned out to be the sweetest, smartest, wonderful cat I've ever had. I mean, she is yeah. just a sweetheart. And they're named Oscar and Madison. Very nice. Yes, I did that on purpose. Um, the best cat I ever had was a uh, feral stray that, that, that came to my door in a rainstorm once. I, I know how that can happen sometimes. Oh, yeah. And they turn out to be so lovable. It's just amazing. And one of the best parts of one of the cats is when he, he he's a little needy. He, loves, he has to be on my lap no matter what. When I'm sitting anywhere, and I do mean anywhere, he wants to be on my lap. Nice. But what's really great, I really like, is when he's sitting there and he cleans. He's, he's cleaning himself. I mean, he's just so comfortable, and he's just cleaning away. I just get really calm, and it's just a really nice, nice feeling. I, I just can't yeah. help but smile when, I, when that happens. Me, me too. Um, and, and, you know, cats cats keep me from committing many acts of violence every day. <laughs> so there's a, new, there's a new documentary out called The Mind of the Cat on Netflix. It's very good. I, I learned some things from them. I've been around pets and cats for my whole life. So it's, it's nice. a really, really good documentary on it. Um, well, also check, check out cat, check out the new documentary Cat Daddies. We just had the, doc, the, the director on our show as well about, you know, men who have yeah. uh, had their lives and sense of what masculinity is changed by cats. I'll have to check that out. I, I heard the interview with her. She sounds like a really wonderful person. It's very good uh, stuff. Yeah, and I uh, just wanted to, uh, the, the last caller mentioned inflation. Uh, the best part about what's going on with the economy right now, and I'm a bit of an amateur macroeconomist, mm-hmm. is that in, by the time we come around to the, the uh, president, next presidential election, all this will have turned around and we'll be on an upswing. Yeah. And the, 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 the Republicans who don't have the Senate can't claim, oh, it's all us, so you got to get us in there. And they mm-hmm. can't, you know, they, they can only blame a good economy on, the, on uh, Joe Biden being in office. Oh, exactly. Darn. <laughs> exactly. So look for them to talk once again. They'll be talking about they'll be talking about uh, a crime. They'll be talking about migrants, uh, you know, the brown menace at our southern border. They'll be talking about fentanyl before not giving a shit about fentanyl as soon as Election Day is over. And they'll talk about how they're going to uh, overturn Roe v. Wa- oh, wait, they did that. They can't yep. raise money or votes off that one anymore, can they? Yep. Nope. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Their, uh, their court came through for them, and now they're, yeah. they're reaping the whirlwind on it. You're right. But, uh, hey, Matthew, yeah. thank you so much for calling. I really appreciate it. Did we lose him? The, Are you there? Gen, oh. Gen X. I'm glad Gen X finally showed up. I've been showing up for the last 46 years. Where the heck have they been? Welcome to the party, Gen X, and thank you very much for carrying us through. Well, Gen X has been there. We've just been not complaining because we're too tired from working nine jobs. Gen X is there and not getting credit for it because if we got credit for it, we wouldn't really be Gen X. 
The real question that's going to keep you up at night is who's going to be the first Gen X president? Is there a chance it would be like a Gavin Newsom or a Cory Booker or a Kamala Harris? Or will the first Gen X president be Ron Boom Boom DeSantis? Uh, Think about that one if you want to stay up all night. I want I want AOC as president. Well, (laughs) as soon as she's old enough, uh, I hope she runs for it someday. Thank you. Quick break. We'll be right back with your calls on progress. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm John Fugel saying this is Progress After Dark. 866-997-4748. Let me go to Stephen in Kentucky. Hi, Stephen. Oh, please. I'm sorry. I disagree with that list. I want Gretchen Whitmer as president. I think she would be marvelous. Okay, as long as we're fighting over the right things, I'll agree with you on that. Put Val Demings in there with her as vice president and then put Letitia James as attorney general. Boy, that woman has... (laughs) A backbone she does. She certainly wouldn't take any crap from any of these people. That's what they will really need in there right now. Yeah. Um, I was calling tonight. Well, first of all, you were mentioning that uh, we have platoons out there that love to talk so much about how they're so they're what's so the biggest concern on their small little minds is the fact that they won't get reelected. Well, the question that I have for them is. If you really, if that's the only thing you care about is power, then maybe mm-hmm. you shouldn't be having it to begin with. Then right on. Obviously, if that's all you give a damn about, then you really are a vacuous, lonely, desperate person, like Jackie Kennedy once said about the DAR in 1963. You know, I don't know if you recall this story or not, but she was asked, they were complaining about Mrs. Kennedy's advocacy of UNICEF, Christmas cards, Mm -hmm. by those. And they were saying, oh, it deals with third world countries, you know, trying to object based on that. And Mrs. Kennedy was asked about it over in, um, she was in India at the time. And she said, well, she said, what can you expect from a bunch of lonely, desperate, old women who have nothing better to do with their lives? And, you know, it's the same way with these people. They have nothing better to do with their lives than to sit there. You know, um, I think that maybe they need to start going to a psychiatrist to deal with their own neurotic inhibitions, because maybe then they wouldn't <laughs> feel so, uh, so, I mean, unless they want us to start putting our personal lives on our Christmas cards, and maybe, maybe that's what they want us to start doing. I mean, these are the same people. Let's keep Stephen. in mind, darlings. These yes. are the same people that are, uh, that also uh, have nothing but disdain for erotica. But yet, when it comes to people's personal lives and choices, boy, they certainly want to have play but that's voyeur fundamentalist. in my that's, that's the fundamentalist of all the world's great religions, the extreme right wing of all the world's great religions. What are they? Sexless people with dirty minds. I have a question for you, and I'm a little bit embarrassed. I didn't watch a lot of popular shows when I was growing up. I wasn't really a TV kid. Um, is the woman from Full House named Candace Cameron Burr, or is it Burre? I don't know how to say her name. I don't know what her last name is. All I... I, I and I was asking uh, Thea about that, too, oh. and uh, I wasn't exactly certain uh, how to pronounce her name. But I will say, 
as many people of that generation, I, of course, used to watch Full House myself, and God knows they have a lot of skeletons in that closet on that show. We all know <laughs> that. I mean, well, John Stamos is about the only normal one, it seems like. Well, it so was Bob Saget, uh, you know, bless his soul. You know, he, he was a good man himself. Yes, but he at was. The same t- but at the same time, though, you know, I guess the way I look at this is, you know, what's what business is it of hers? I saw her remark, and I saw she was on that show uh, earlier today. It's on CBS, the one Sharon yes. Osbourne was fired from. I can't think of the name. So of she it. announced that she would the talk. She announced that she wasn't going to do any more movies for what was it? Hallmark Channel, Lifetime Channel, which one of those? One I of those? think it was. I, it was Hallmark, I believe. Hallmark Channel, because and her her whole big deal was that uh, because they started to feature gay people in their little Christmas movies, and so she's starting her own network with the purpose of excluding gay people because she pretends that Jesus has the same hangups she has because she pretends that the Nazarene hated the same people she hates. She pretends that somehow being shitty to gay people has anything to do with what Christ talked about. So, you know, well, to me, she made a she made a business it. decision. She made a marketing decision. And now there's right wing people who didn't give a rat's ass about her. But because she's this kind of fake Christian who's willing to shit on, oh, how would Jesus call it the least of my people? Now she has a fan base. She just she well, just they, all she did was move to she just moved to uh, oh who's a right wing celebrity? I, I can't even think of any of them right now. She just John moved to Boyd. Diamond and Silk Island. Yeah. John, John Boyd Island. Boyd. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the thing is that uh, I think we have to keep in mind who her sibling is, Kirk Cameron, you know, Mr. Lunatic Fringe himself. And mm. by the way, I can recall growing pains. Actually, a friend of mine actually knows the young man who played Ben, the youngest child on there, Jeremy Miller. And uh, he's a very wonderful young man. And so is Alan Thicke. When mm. he was alive, he was a marvelous person as I, well. I, I knew Alan Thicke and I, I yeah, and I, I knew Saget and I know Dave Coulier. Rest in peace, yeah. all three of them. Yeah, I I know that uh, in the case of with Mr. Cameron, you know, I understand that he found God. But I think what Mr. Cameron doesn't seem to understand as well as his sister is that finding God does not mean that you have the right to um, if your religion is based on hate. That you really don't have much of a religion to, to begin with. That you were just mentioning Jim Jones a moment ago. That's yes. the same sort of crap that he pulled on people, too. And as a matter of fact, you know what's really strange, too? This is kind of a, I digress for a moment, but last night we were talking about Carter. And I remember uh, the Carters had their pictures taken with Jim Jones. Of course, at that time, they didn't know he was a nutcase of until course. In 1978, of course. And he wasn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was, well, he he had that ministry. In he San was the white guy who went into the inner city and started a, started a church to save souls. I mean, there was a lot of people, uh, both both liberal and conservative Christian, who were very inspired by his ministry before he lost his goddamn mind and started killing people. Oh, yeah. Strange how, I mean, you know, strange how cult leaders with unlimited power can fall into that little mental trick, isn't it? Well, it is. But, you know, like with Kirk Cameron, I've I've seen uh, and when I flip channels every now and then, you know, you'll see TBN come up and they'll have his special, I guess, or what have you that he has on right now. And just out of curiosity, one night I wanted to just see what it was about, you know, who was on there, what have you. And, you know, he just goes on about the 2020 elections, you know, talking about how they've been stolen and all of that. And they exactly. had a call Bearing show. false witness, bearing false witness. They always use the Christianity as their cloaking device. They try to use Christianity as a cloaking device for douchebaggery. I can guarantee you, you without watching his show, I've heard Chris Ka- Kurt Cameron talk. He's not talking about helping the poor. He's not talking about helping well, the least remember- of these, welcoming the stranger. He's rejecting the teachings of Jesus and voting for the political party that just puts on a good show of Piety and actually legislates against the Remember kindness and compassion the Nazarene commanded. Remember John, when he was yes. on Growing Pains, he got Julie McCullough fired. Remember Again, that? That, not on... my thing. I didn't watch those shows growing up. Well, I was, you know. Julie McCullough was a former Playboy playmate, and she was in that movie um, with Angie Dickinson, uh, Big Bad Mama 2. <laughs> Okay. And she was in that film, and she, gotcha. yeah, and she and she was she did some other things as well. I don't recall, but I know simply because of the fact that she had once posed, Mr. Cameron had her fired, 
and mm. which nobody else in the cast had a problem with it. You know, yeah. obviously they hired Miss McCullough anyway. They knew who she was. Yeah. And so no, the fact. And show is, me in the Gospels where Jesus says, "Thou shalt not pose for Playboy." It's rubbish. It's slut shaming. It does nothing to do with Christianity. It is everything. Did he love with, Mary Magdalene? Didn't didn't yes, Jesus but, Christ? Yes, he did. But Mary Magdalene, had. but Mary Magdalene is never actually described as a prostitute in the entire Bible. It's more slut shaming. Yes, but and it's more slut shaming. Like, the whole the whole like the whole conventional wisdom that we think Mary Magdalene was a prostitute that every movie portrays her as a prostitute, and it's a great story. But she's never called a prostitute in the book. It's more of these conservative fucking men distorting a gospel of love and acceptance to try to shame women for the crime of enjoying their own sexuality, and that's well, it. And that's thing. what they do now. The D- Da Vinci Code, you know, started to talk more about the idea two years ago. It's a fun book. Yeah. Yeah, and I, saw, I read it a little bit. Explored the possibility that, uh, you know, perhaps, it, you know, I have Hey, at least the Da Vinci you know, Code make, the Da Vinci Code makes it entertaining. I, I just rant about it. Stephen, I've got to run, but I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much. Bruce in California. Hello. Oh, how's it going, John? Hey, how I are you? I just wanted to uh, respond to uh, your statement. I don't... You were talking about Republicans working with Democrats, maybe, or, mm-hmm. uh, but not this, this not this modern day Republican Party with Kevin. These leaders, they can't because they're so afraid of, uh, like you said, the blowback. I mean, it's just twelve senators, twelve Republican senators, including Mitt Romney, Mister Protect Traditional Marriage. Twelve Republican senators yeah. crossed the lines this week to help codify marriage equality and interracial marriage, uh, uh, you know, in our government. So I- anything's possible. It's just they're such cowards about it. You know, they focus group it. They wait until they know it's safe. And, and you know, I hope that they'll feel that same kind of vigor when it comes to the debt ceiling. Oh, definitely. Well, but they want, you know, and the debt ceiling was never well, obviously was never meant to be uh, something to hold a party hostage. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, it was never, never to be weaponized, but you know, that's what the Republicans because, but they, you know why they, and you know why they want to do it. They want to do it to try to get concessions to start cutting social security and Medicare, because why is that money helping sick Americans when it could be in a rich guy's pocket? For God's sakes, the job creators need more billions. Exactly. Yes. Got to privatize it, turn it over yeah. to the stock market and make it scratch off games. But I hear you, yep. Bruce. I, I got to be hopeful. I just, I, I, you know, I see 12 Republican oh, yeah, senators yeah, crossover. You know, 18 years ago, George W. Bush lied us into a war and, and there were no WMDs and American soldiers died. And how did he get reelected? Karl Rove made the entire campaign about m- protecting traditional marriage. Gay marriage was the issue that helped those murderous liars get reelected. And so, you know, 18 years later to see 12 Republicans have the courage to say, oh, yeah, liberty, marry who you love. It's very glacial progress, but I'll take it. Exactly. Well, I have to, um, I've told you before, I live in uh, California 27th, which used to be the 25th, yeah. Katie Hill's old district. Mm-hmm. Now, that was one thing, actually, Mike Garcia actually voted uh, on that bill. He actually voted to, uh, so he, that's one thing he's done okay. Okay. You know, the, the uh, when it was in the House, that bill. Yeah, I know. The, Listen, I'll, yeah, I'll so, praise Republicans yeah. all day when they do things that aren't yeah. completely, you know, anti-democratic and regressive to the middle class. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And the, but the bad thing was, I don't know if you were, I was watching uh, MSNBC when they called the House. Yeah. And uh, it was the, the, the seat that, that put it over was that seat. Was, I, oh, really? I'm Steve Karnacki. Yes, uh, yes, I go. I can't. Oh, my well, I, gotta, I guess that means I can blame you, Bruce. guess I can blame you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the call, sir. Have a, have a great weekend. Let me go before the break to Charles in Miami. Charles, thanks for your patience. Hello, sir. Hey, how you doing, John? Okay, what's on your mind? Uh, um, I guess uh, Donald Trump. Please. And I, I guess um, whenever... Um, when we get started with this investigation, what do they call it? A special counselor or a special investigator? Or? Mm-hmm. No, the special counsel. Okay, special counsel. Well, uh, um, you know, I just guess it won't be too late whenever they decide to bring charges. And, of course, I think he will bring charges. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think Merrick Garland probably did the right thing. Because at this point, you cannot say that Joe Biden has his hand on in, in any of this stuff. Right. And as far as um, 
if anything, we have the fifth estate in this country, and that's Fox News. So uh. even if you have Republicans that want to come over, then we got to make sure that the Fox executive board is on its own. In, in it as well, as well as the, the, the sports, uh, I'm sorry, the, the Fox anchors, because, That's right. you know, nothing gets done without them. And, and I'm beginning to see them more and more as a, a part of the National, I mean, National Enquirer, mm-hmm. slash news slash commentary. And yeah. I think the only, I, I've been thinking about it tonight, the only um, thing that, the only thing we have equivalent to that is the stuff in the Miller Show. Yeah, well, and this whole channel, this this whole channel, you know, but we don't have a TV channel for it. A lot of channels get called liberal, but they're pro-democratic party at best. So, you know, I'm, that's why I was happy to come take our show to this channel when they asked me to, because this is the only full-time radio channel just for progressive politics. We try to cover a lot of other stuff, but it's, you know, it's great because it does reflect the will of the majority. The problem is the majority is off doing other shit and having a life. It is the right wing minority that's sitting at home constantly seeking affirmation. And when all the other channels tell you that the world's in the 21st century and we're interracial and women have power and gay people are cool and we don't hate our trans neighbors, they got to go someplace where they feel safe. And they go to Fox News and Fox brags about the ratings. Oh, our ratings are so big. And it's like, yes, but compared to everywhere else, they're not. And that's what the world is. There's people who watch everything on TV. And then there's people who just watch Fox News and, you know, Blue Bloods. Right. But your show, your show is like that. Uh, oh, man. No, my show, my show is a cry for help. That's no, all. No, no. Uh, Desperate I mean, cry no, for help I mean, every night. I mean, the, the comedy is well. And, but to me, you guys... I think you bring it. I think what you bring in more, uh, um, I would say, is uh, a higher learning. Because mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that that guest that you just had on there, talk, the lady um, Sarah with the cat, yeah. she said something so profound. I, I just always pick up on it. Um, what she was saying, I guess, you know, you can't expect from others what you, you, know, what you don't put out. Something like that she said, but I mean, it resonated with me. And as far as the other day, you had Corey Brett Schneider on there. And mm-hmm. I really wanted to get on with that because last year he was saying that Trump is benef- um, you know, even though I wrote it down in quotes, if I can say it real quick. Oh, really quick, because we got to hit a break. Go ahead. Okay. Well, with, um, Corey, he was saying Trump learned. We talked about how ignorant he was the Constitution of the of the Constitution in the beginning, and that's true. But unfortunately, although he doesn't understand the requirements, the virtues, the way it's supposed to work. He came up with a maniacal understanding of how to abuse presidential power, yeah. and he was learning how to do that on that executive. On uh, uh, he was learning how to do that, and that executive order gives a blueprint to how the presidency could be abused successfully. Exactly right. Thank God our fascists have been so incompetent. Thank God the Bush Cheney fascists and the Trump era fascists have been bumbling nincompoops, and the stupid is always stronger than the evil in our politics. At least so far, we've been lucky. Yeah, but the, the, the thing is, um, he forgot to mention in his in his um, presidential that he was running against that although he had the greatest economy that he, that he took from Obama, um, when she fall into that ditch, he couldn't drag us back out. Right on. So, so <laughs> I know, hear you. We, we can't Charles. do um, That's going to be a downfall. Thank you, John. Charles, God bless. Have a great weekend. I really, really appreciate your call. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back tomorrow on SiriusXM Progress. Keep it tuned here for Zerlina in the mornings and all day long. I'm John Fugelsang. Peace. Peace.